Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Kratom Guys show. I'm your host, Mike Overstreet, the Boston Kratom Guy. Welcome back to episode number 18. If this is your first time tuning in, and for all of our return listeners, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy day to join us. I've got a whole show jam-packed of recent Kratom news and current events. Our online shop is still temporarily shut down. I'll get into all of that and why we are currently planning on not reopening the shop and what that means for the next generation of the podcast. No special guest this week. This is this should be the last show that it's a catch-up show. So it's pretty much all of August and now into September. After this, it's going to be a lot shorter, more concise shows. So the stories we got coming up are... Big news coming out of Thailand, ending a little piece of their drug war, only on Kratom, though. The market is blowing up out there for domestic sales. Going to talk about that. As of August 24th, they decriminalized all Kratom. So now residents are free to grow and trade it and sell it and consume it. It's completely descheduled and is now becoming a, a local crop. And they are working on how to turn it into an export. And then, wow, we hope this happens fast and that um, the World Health Organization doesn't side with the FDA. So anyways, we're going to get into all that. But the uh, over there in Thailand, they removed Kratom from their Thailand's controlled substance list. They had over 8,000 Kratom cases and convictions overturned and over 1,000 prisoners set free. There's even a study being conducted on Kratom extract to see if it could be used to ease withdrawal symptoms of people addicted to opioids like heroin and morphine. The researchers say that their work shows that Kratom can effectively help people give up drugs. They are currently trying Kratom extract's efficacy on lab rats before they move to human trials. So really exciting things coming out of Thailand. We got the latest with the AKA, the WHO, and FDA about FDA has pushed to ban, get the World Health Organization to ban Kratom internationally, which is sounds so tyrannical to even say out loud a international ban on certain plants. It's crazy. Ann Arbor City Council declares Psychedelics Awareness Month for September. These two I found very, very interesting. And some of the most important stories that we have is in Pennsylvania, two ground-shattering cases are on the way. One is, if you guys don't know the name, Caleb Sturgis' case is moving forward with the judge denying summary judgment to SoCal, clearing the way for the Sturgis family to take this case to jury trial in the wrongful death case of Caleb Sturgis. If you don't know, Caleb tragically died on his way back from work. He was in his 20s. And the autopsy showed that he had a heart attack and broke his neck and also had Kratom in his system. So they're trying to trace this back to the Kratom and the Kratom company that sold it, which is SoCal Herbs, which apparently didn't have any type of warning on their label. So that's a big story because there was posts by Caleb Sturgis that supported Kratom and he had been taking it for a while from what it seems, and knew exactly what he was going to be doing. So we're going to be getting into that case. And then the other case is Joshua Fulton, 
owner of Coastline Kratom, Kratom Crazy, Best Kratom, Absorb Health, Peak Nootropics, and Proven Peptides, and SARMSX, who was targeted by the FDA for a seizure of over $10 million earlier this year. He has pleaded guilty in Pittsburgh to conspiracy to defraud the FDA, and sentencing is set for January 6th. So two big cases coming out of Pennsylvania, and I'm going to be getting into all the details about both of those. And Oregon governor plans to veto the KCPA, so that whole story as well. Got a business update, personal update, got a lot of stuff happening with the podcast, exactly where we're going to be taking that personal update. Eli is going on seven months now, almost seven months old in two days. Crazy. We're going to get into all that and more coming up soon. But first, let me tell you guys about our sponsor. I'm so excited to have Organic Kratom as our sponsor for today's show. Plus, they'll be giving away a $100 gift card to one lucky listener later on in the show. Right now, they are offering an exclusive deal for all of you guys, the listener, to save 10% off by either following the referral link in the description or using the coupon code KratomGuy at checkout. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you guys know that I'm very serious about my Kratom and only promote the brands we know, love, and trust. Organitix all the boxes you want for a trustworthy Kratom company. Not only do they have excellent products that I tried, all their products are 100% organically grown. They work closely with organic farmers who adhere to strict protocols including eco-friendly farming practices, proper drying techniques, and continually monitoring the growing conditions of individual plant health. That means never any fillers, additives, synthetic substances. All their capsules and powder are vegan, non-GMO, gluten-free, preservative-free. We're talking just 100% pure Kratom. All of their Kratom powders are tested by third-party labs to ensure their products meet the highest standards for purity and overall quality. They also accept Zelle, Visa, MasterCard as payment options as well as crypto. Organic Kratom, organic, raw, natural. And this would be a good time for a small disclaimer that neither myself nor any of my guests are medical professionals. Nothing we say should be considered medical advice, and you should always seek the advice of a physician or medical professional before taking anything. Any copyrighted material is used under fair use for education or criticism. Enjoy the show! So big thanks again to Organa for sponsoring today's show. And thank you. Especially if you're new here, thank you and welcome. Special thanks to my Patreon supporters. You guys rock. It's really just two. We've had a couple do like one-time one-time pledges, but uh, really two, just uh, just B and Chris. Christopher's Organic Botanicals. You guys are awesome. Been neglecting you guys over there at my Patreon account, but I want you to know that I'm going to have something very, very special coming up for my existing Patreon supporters. We're going to be expanding that side of it and trying to monetize and really connect with you guys, the listener. And as always, feel free to call or text. If you've got any questions about Kratom, you don't have to purchase Kratom. I'm going to get into the update, but Mass Herbal Market is currently temporarily shut down indefinitely. So kind of bittersweet. But 617-917-5242, 617-917-5242, feel free to give me a call. I can't always pick up, 
immediately and I can't always get back to you immediately, but you can give me a call. You got any questions? I love hearing these positive stories of Kratom or medical cannabis helping to save your life or give you a new release on life. Uh, leading to long-term recovery. So I love hearing those stories. Even if you just text it to me, same number. All right, if you got any questions about Kratom, I'm happy, happy to talk. But soon you guys will have a direct line to me in a chat room for supporters chat room. So we haven't fully decided about what exactly um, our offerings are going to be on Patreon, but we are super excited about it, and I can't wait to tell you guys. Got the Kratom Guy Show on YouTube, Twitter. Instagram. Instagram. I just started a new one. I haven't posted there yet. I've been taking care of Eli working on these episodes, but we have big plans for the show and basically moving into a new era of the Kratom Guy Show. And like I mentioned, our, our Patreon. So if you'd like to support our show, check out our Patreon. Become a supporter. Patreon.com slash Kratom Guy Show. But really, a, a share. Like, share, comment is some of the best stuff you can do to really help us in the algorithm. Uh, subjects like Kratom are getting so suppressed. So get get this in front of other people. Share. Share this information out. These stories are important, and the more people we can get to hear them, the better. So something I wanted to start the show with, and I'm going to get into a full update in just, just a moment, but I wanted to start the show with something I've been thinking a lot about recently. And it's a question I normally ask most of my guests. It's become a staple, of, especially if they're a Kratom consumer. But I've been thinking a lot about it. And what does Kratom mean to me? And why does Kratom mean so much to me? Because I've been thinking about it a lot. And I've been asking most of the guests this question. And it sometimes can be such a deep, deep question. And to me, it's super powerful. So... And it's something, like I said, I've been thinking about a lot. And why did I devote, why did I decide to devote so much time and energy to an industry that is notoriously tumultuous? You know, running an e-commerce store without the ability to accept credit cards. Every turn censored, shadow banned, kicked off of social media throttled by search engines, and all these hurdles. And I've been really thinking about it a lot recently and how the podcast is gaining more traction. Aside of this, I never really pictured taking this, this business. So it is a world completely new to me. But And right now, the answer for me is why it means so important is you. The new listener. Or our old time listeners. Love you guys. Thank you so much for coming back. Every new episode. You guys are awesome. I found Kratom. And I guess learning the correct way for me to use medical cannabis and Kratom. And a very long road. And if you don't know my story at all. I used to be opiate addict, which led to heroin addict, which led to Suboxone, disgusting medication that was icing my soul that I didn't even know was happening while it was happening. 
on that for over eight years to eventually finding Kratom and it completely changing everything for the better. So I know tough times. And if you listening right now are going through a tough time, just know that there is hope. And I've seen with my own eyes people beat debilitating pain along with addictions from everything to oxy and fentanyl to meth and coke. With the help of things like Kratom, medical cannabis, along with a healthy lifestyle. Getting around the right people, ditching the wrong people. Eating the right things. Getting enough rest. Doing things in their life that used to bring them happiness, like me. It's now spending time with my family, cooking, going for walks with the family or with the dog, and taking out the dog for a run. Listen to music, especially stuff I grew up with and used to really, used to love. I've seen people completely turn their lives around in very short times. Now, granted, these people were, they were ready. And they just had enough. And they took a plan. The best outcomes that I've seen are the people who approach it methodically and break their taper down on paper and get a plan together. Write it down. Journal each day. What's working? What's not working? I find myself often thinking about are the people that are no longer here. The people that I once knew that died due to not getting the help that they needed in time to overdoses and drug-related suicide. And then I think about all the people that are getting well with the help of Kratom, cannabis, and a healthy lifestyle. The current estimated 10 to 15 million U.S. Kratom consumers. And how many of those are using it to create a better life? And then I think about the people I know and all the people that are no longer here. Families destroyed, which seems to be a common occurrence that somebody was trying to do well, took a break, and wanted to use just one more time. And that was the last they were alive. We know people that go to rehab and are clean for a while that attempt to use the same amount that they did previously. Their tolerance has gone way down and they die from an overdose. And I think about what if they had known and were just able, if they just had the opportunity to try, to try creative. So they're no longer here. But we still are. And if you're here today, welcome. Welcome to the community. And just know that you can do it. Because I've done it, and I've personally helped hundreds of people do it. It must be hundreds at this point. And the big thing is, nobody else is going to do it for you. You have to do it. And if you think about it on its face, if there's something that you want to stop, 
keeping to do it is the most challenging part. I mean, think about how everything you have to do to use drugs. You got to get the money to get it, go, go buy it. Make sure you don't get arrested, all this stress. You got to figure out where to do it and how to do it. Stopping should be the easiest part. You just don't have to do any of that anymore. But I find the biggest focus must be on getting well. Not stopping to do something, but you're focusing on your health and getting well. So that's what I, I think about. There's also the side of it that Kratom is a human rights issue. And just when it seems like we're going in the right direction away from the genocide, the war by government on its own people, known as the war on drugs, with Kratom and the time that we have right now, I believe is such a pivotal moment in history where we as a society are our over government overlords will go more towards individual liberty bodily autonomy or the continued use of deadly force assault home invasions kidnapping caging extortion ransoming and even forced hard labor slavery against peaceful plant consumers and together, I feel that we can do our part in reversing a genocidal and barbaric system, which is deeply rooted in racism and classism. Simply by spreading this information and the message of individual liberty and bodily autonomy. So a little glimpse into my brain. But I figured that would be good to talk about. So... Tell me on Twitter or, you know, feel free to call or text. I gave the number and also there's show at gmail.com. Feel free to write in and please tell me why Kratom means so much to you. So I just want to open with that and then um, tell you guys what I got going on. Business update, personal and um, major business update with the show. And it looks like because I couldn't work it out in time with the third-party vendors for a masterful market. Um, that's temporarily shut down, and I'm seeing if I can turn it into an affiliate shop where, where there's no checkout. It points the consumer to our third-party vendor and their site, and then the affiliate link is already hyperlinked inside of the click. Um, but it seems to be a little more difficult than one's thought so we're we're working on it but basically we're going to be changing changing the format of the show to be much more of a regular basis we're going to be aiming for two week cycles so every other week and i recently i know you guys haven't gotten a text from me in a while if you've been here for a while but keep texting me 617-917-5242 and let me know and say, hey, I want to join the text list. And it looks like we're going to be taking it over to Telegram. 
but texting directly was the best way to keep in touch with you guys. And I love hearing from you all. So I got kicked off a text platform probably like a month or two ago. It was myself and other businesses that the FCC considers high risk. So cannabis businesses that they want me into. So I am looking for a new text platform. So if you guys know of anything, any good one that doesn't cost a fortune, um, let me know. But you will get a text from me sometime soon, even if I have to go through my phone and text you guys all individually to tell you where the text group will be hanging out. You're still on the list. You you will get a text. So I didn't have this this uh, I didn't have this written down, but Eli Eli is seven months and two days. It's crazy how time flies. I mean, this kid is like starting to crawl and. He's such a happy dude most of the time. Big, big kid. He's almost like 25 pounds, 23 pounds. Last time we had him in a six-month visit, and now it's a month away. And uh, fairly long, but apparently 98th percentile in weight, so a husky boy. He's got chunky thighs. And, um, yeah, so he's doing great. And Helen went back to work mostly full-time so you know we got somebody to help us as a nanny for for one day a week and then my mom comes for two half days and then it's me taking care of them um the other days and then helen's got one day or one day during the week friday and then saturday she's got them and then sundays are our day together so um that's what i got going on personally uh, as far as business the the, the major update is, is with the with the show but the site has remained temporarily closed, and we don't know if we want to reopen it and continue to sell Kratom ourselves. Um, so like I said, we'll probably go over to affiliate site if we do reopen it. But right now, um, we really believe that by not selling Kratom ourselves, that, it, that I can be more effective in my work as a content creator and that I can continue doing what I love, which is helping, helping you guys that which is which is helping people that are going through a hard time like I was and are looking to try some type of plant medicine such as cannabis and kratom. Um it was played such a pivotal role in um I recently talked to somebody in Australia who listens to the show and he was saying that uh used to be an addict and he's reformed. So I think I like reformed better than recovery because recovery seems like you're always in recovery. So it came at such a pivotal point in my reformation. And that, you know, I don't necessarily have to sell our own brand of Kratom, that I can do more to monetize the show, to stay in the Kratom market and continue spreading this message of individual liberty, bodily autonomy, and that nobody has the right to violently attack peaceful people over what plants they possess or consume. So we got a strong plan moving forward, and this is the kind of second chapter of the Kratom Guy show and uh, where we're going to be bringing that. And then as well as spreading the message of how I feel Kratom and medical cannabis have been such an integral part of my health and ultimate reformation of my life how terrible I felt and how soul-crushing it was to be stuck on Zaboxone for over eight years. 
we are super excited to start this new chapter of the show, um, which will be geared away from updates and more towards independent journalism. Um, so we're working on a great six-part series of the diving deep into and disproving the top six FDA lies and misinformation, but I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Um, that's coming in the near future. And like I mentioned, big shout out to our Patreon supporters. I know that I've seriously neglected my Patreon account, and it's completely my fault. But I just want you to know that we're going to have something very, very special for you guys. So that's where more of the personal updates and exclusive content is going to be. And that we're going to have something very special coming up that I will only be offering to our existing and a small, limited number of new supporters. So along with the revamp of the show, we're going to pay special attention to our Patreons. As we feel this is going to be one of the best ways to have a direct line to me. Along with taking the show to the, the next level with listener support. Like I said, we have very special offerings planned for our Patreon community, and I'm so excited about it. So stay tuned for the next show, and I'm going to be getting into that completely, and we'll have the full plan ready to roll out for this six-part series. And the last update is, I guess, about the online shop. Closing the shop was honestly bittersweet. I loved connecting with all everybody that was buying Kratom. But it has relieved a bunch of stressors because I was doing everything on my own, filling orders. So, but don't think I'm going to leave any of you guys hanging that are or were purchasing Kratom for me. Please contact me directly. You guys have my number. If you're looking to purchase, I will put you in the right contact, especially if you got bulk sales. I'll put you in contact with one of our trusted vendors. We're just not ready to fully announce the new partnership until it's completely locked in but I'm happy to help you out as much as I can. Stay with us. We have a whole show of Kratom news and current events coming up. I'm going to get into all those stories I mentioned earlier. And about halfway through the news, I'm going to give all the details to the Organa giveaway. $100 gift card. Really, you'd be crazy not to enter. Organacratum.com slash the Kratom Guy Show. Stay tuned for all those details of the giveaway and Kratom news and current events. All right, Kratom news and current events. Got a bunch of stories to get through covering August into beginning of September. So what I'm going to do is start with the most recent and work our way back. And as always, the show notes will be in the description and the sources will go in order of which I'm reading the story. So if you have a story you want to jump around, just check it out in the show notes. Okay, this first story is from Business Mirror, and looks like they are passing this on from Bloomberg News, although I couldn't find the original article. Legalization of opioid-like herb boosts entrepreneurs' business in Thailand. Don't really like the opioid-like. It's like calling it meth coffee-like. Now, I'm not going to get into it. I want to get through these stories. But this is something I'm actually really looking forward to is trying some of this wild leaf Thai Kratom. For the most part, we'll be going in order from most recent to early August. 
but there are a few stories that I want to lump in together. So we will be skipping around a little bit and try to keep it on topic. This first one is, these first couple of stories are all about Thailand and they just legalized Kratom, or I should say decriminalized Kratom, completely removed it from the narcotics list. So this is uh, really great news coming out of Thailand and I know that they are still working on getting everything in place for exporting. So right now the local Thai market is brand new and it seems like it's uh, it's burgeoning. So that's what these first stories is about. The new Thailand Kratom market. Sorry, dude, I'm going to butcher your name. Entrepreneur City Chai Kamam. Didn't waste time once Thailand in late August decriminalized Kratom, a coffee-like plant native to Southeast Asia. That can give users a mild high. Within hours, City Chai was on Facebook selling freshly picked kratom leaves sourced from his neighborhood in southern Thailand to local consumers. Popular in the U.S. where advocates say it's an opioid alternative. But critics say it's a dangerous drug. Kratom is the latest herb the Thai government has legalized for production. Though producers can only sell domestically for now, Thailand has plans to allow export, potentially enabling local dealers to become suppliers to the U.S., the world's most lucrative market. And this is all very interesting coming right when they're doing the World Health Organization, the FDA pushing the World Health Organization to try to enact any what's being called an international ban. You know, I, I do hope that this is going to be a, a good sign that Thailand's easing, completely removed it off of their narcotics list, easing uh, penalties. It's it's free to trade now in Thailand, so really hope that's going to be a, a big signal to the World Health Organization. Let's continue. A lot of the older villages kept kratom trees to harvest and eat its leaves. As tai Chi 31 said after it became legal, I started collecting and buying the leaves to help them earn extra income. Already the domestic response has been overwhelming. One week after Satoshi launched, he stopped advertising because Thai orders were coming in faster than villagers could harvest the crop. You know what I really like about this even more? is It's just legalized late August. So I don't think that means people are actually registering business businesses to, to sell. I love this seeing individuals selling to other individuals without the hindrance or threat of violence from government. Oh yeah, I like this. They show this website called Shopee, which I guess is like, it's almost like, a, it looks like a Thai eBay. And yeah, there's people selling. It's a lot of fresh leaf uh, saplings or you know, rooted clones or maybe even unrooted clones, but yeah, little plants and freshly picked leaves. Just, yeah, literally hundreds, hundreds of them. Thailand removed Kratom from the narcotics list on August 24th, and on September 8th, lawmakers passed a draft law to allow Kratom imports and exports. The move followed easing the easing of rules against cannabis and hemp. Behind Indonesia... Thailand lags Indonesia as a producer of the coffee-like shrub. 
which has leaves that advocates say can kill pain, boost energy, and treat depression and high blood pressure. Thailand had banned its cultivation, consumption, or sale, and people convicted of possession any part of the plant faced hefty fines and lengthy prison sentences. Thailand's local kratom market could be worth 600 million baht by next year, which converts to a little over $18 million. Based on assumptions that the sector will be smaller than the hemp industry, according to Chaiwa So Char Unsak. Sorry about the name. Sorry, I'm butchering the name, but I think I found him on LinkedIn. Send him a message, so hopefully he gets back in contact with me and we can have him on the show. He's an analyst at Grungser Research. Once Thailand announces rules to regulate trade and large-scale companies join the green rush, though the export market could be significantly, significantly larger, he said. Decriminalization will not only benefit farmers, but will create a whole new supply chain from upstream to downstream and will likely attract operators looking to turn into turn it into beverages, health supplements, and cosmetics, Shai Watts said. The biggest potential export market is the U.S., where online dealers now sell Indonesian-sourced kratom powders and other products to consumers looking for alternatives to opioids. The U.S. market is estimated to be valued at more than $11 billion annually, with 11 million to 15 million users, according to the AKA, which based its valuations on imports from Indonesia. A little bit farther down, the timing of liberalization. Oh, this is what I was talking about. Liberalization is awkward. The World Health Organization's Expert Committee on Drug Dependence, which evaluates the potential harm of psychoactive substances, next month will begin what it calls a pre-review of Kratom, the first step in a process that could lead to tighter controls. And there's a little bit more, but uh, you know the link will be there. And good news, good news out of Thailand, opening up a new market. So more about Thailand, and this came out August 8th from the Bangkok Post. 8,000 to be cleared after Kratom's removal from narcotics list. So yeah, I mean, they were messing people's lives up over Kratom leaves. Very similar to what's happening over here with cannabis up until not too long ago. Individuals in government feeling like they could ruin people's lives over plants. It's so fucking ridiculous. More than 8,000 convicted people and suspects will be cleared of legal charges when Kratom is removed from the narcotics list on August 24th. Office of Narcotics Control Board Secretary General Wichi Chaimankol, again butchering it, sorry, said on Tuesday. From August 24th, Kratom is no longer a narcotic. People can grow the plant and use it in herbal medicine and trade it domestically. However, use of kratom and production of any kind of narcotic drug is prohibited. As a result, about a thousand people who have been convicted in cases involving use, sale, and having kratom in possession will be cleared of all charges. The names of another 7,400 people who were arrested, charged, or indicted in 6,927 cases from October, October 2020 to August 6, 2021, 
will also be cleared of the offense. He made no mention of compensation. Yeah, right. So, more good news coming out of Thailand. Going to get 8,000 people released, which I think it already happened. Oh, yeah, that's what the next story is. This is August 24th. Oh, this is August 17th. Freedom inmates to walk free. And this one's saying the Ministry of Justice is pledging to free and dismiss drug charges against 12,000 inmates convicted for creating possession before the plant is formally removed from the list of banned narcotics on August 24th. Creating cultivation, usage, and possession were decriminalized after the law was amended earlier this year. The move was announced in the Royal Gazette May 26th with the changes expected to take effect August 24th. So that's coming gone. I thought I had another story where they were actually released, but I couldn't find it. And in quotes from August 24th, Kratom will no longer be an illegal narcotic. As such, those convicted for using possession and or distributing it will be cleared of legal charges, said Justice Minister Somsack. Sudan, August 16th. He made the remark during a meeting with senior officials from the Narcotic Litigation Department, the Office of Narcotics Control Board, Narcotics Suppression Bureau, and the representatives of Corrections Department and other related agencies. Now, these figures are a little different. According to the figures by Corrections Department, there are currently 1,038 inmates who are in jail on Kratom-related charges. The lower court ruled on 22,076 charges this year and 50,834 last year. In total, 11,455 cases reached public prosecutors. If we fail to discharge inmates in prison before August 24th, they will be a victim of the system and we will need to compensate them. Therefore, I ask all related agencies to expedite the, their release, he said. Corn Ying Borgon, a judge with the office of the president of the Supreme Court, said all Kratom-related cases currently being heard in court will be dismissed without judgment. Very nice. Those who are remanded will be released immediately, but inmates will still need to wait for a court warrant before they can walk free, which will be read online. As such, Mr. Pacorn asked every prison to optimize their internet connection to facilitate the readings. So, overall, we got three really good stories coming out of Thailand. Make that four stories. I forgot I had this one, too. This is great. This is from Nation Thailand, August 24th. PSU studies use of Kratom to treat drug addicts. A prince of Songkhla University, PSU, that's what we'll call it. Research team is conducting trials on the use of Kratom. It's Gina Speciosa. I always feel weird saying Gina. Oh, we got a crying baby in the other room. Kratom was removed from Thailand's list of banned narcotics August 24th. Professor Samchai Sriwariyanjan, chief of the university's Department of Pharmacology under the Faculty of Science, said the team has been studying the use of Kratom for a long time and the lifting of the ban is helping speed up the study. That's what happens. You can study it. Once it's on the controlled substance list, banned, 
are, should say, the, the use, the approval of the use of government violence up until the use of deadly force against peaceful plant consumers. You can study it more. That's what's going to happen if it ever got on Schedule 1 in America. The studying of this plant would almost completely come to a stop. Almost guaranteed to come to a stop. Continue. The team is studying kratom extract to see if it can be used to ease withdrawal symptoms of people addicted to opioids like heroin and morphine. Normally, the chemical methadone is used to treat withdrawal symptoms, and this drug is imported. You know what people call methadone that are on the methadone clinic? Liquid handcuffs. I've gotten so many horror stories of people just getting their dose increased. If you're having trouble sleeping, increase your dose. Your back hurts, increase your dose. Next thing they know, they're on 120 milligrams. I met this one dude that was on 240 milligrams or 280, something like that. And his withdrawal was hell. Me, personally, I think Kratom is a much better opportunity. And continue, Samchai said, Research shows that Kratom can be effective helping people give up drugs. That's not me saying it. That's this researcher from PSU saying it. PSU is currently trying out the extract's efficacy on lab rats before it moves on to human trials. The professor said he hopes the final product will meet clinical standards and get approved by the Thai Food and Drug Administration. All around good news coming out of Thailand. These next few stories are the latest of the World Health Organization public comment period. The FDA asking the World Health Organization to add Kratom to their list of substances to review at their International Drug Scheduling Convention on Psychotropics. So we got this from Marijuana Moment. Kratom activists send tens of thousands of comments telling FDA to oppose possible international ban. And this was August 27th. Kratom activists have rallied tens of thousands of people to submit comments to the FDA that will help inform the U.S. position on how the substance should be classified under international law. In October, the World Health Organization Expert Committee on Drug Dependence will discuss whether to recommend that Kratom be globally scheduled. So fucking stupid. While FDA opened a public comment period for input that was set to end August 9th, the AKA successfully sued for an extension that ended this week. And I got follow-up statement from the AKA. With those extra weeks for input, AKA's online activist portal managed to get more than 63,000 people to share their experiences, scientific literature, and recommendations encouraging the U.S. to oppose an international ban. I believe the AKA is still collecting comments right now that they'll present to the World Health Organization directly. FDA itself has logged about 26,000 comments that were directly sent in through the federal government's online submission site, which I did check. I'll have a link there. I guess it was open and uh, they closed. I think it was open past the 24th. Activists have been skeptical about FDA's intent with the upcoming committee meeting, with some suspecting that it intentionally limited the comment period window to minimize activists' ability to push back against the ban. Yeah, we think so, considering they had known for weeks prior, if not months. In quotes, the FDA is attacking the right of every American to make their own decisions about their health and well-being. 
and we have to send a strong message to the World Health Organization to stand up against the unfair treatment of the FDA for any natural product, including Kratom. Mac, senior fellow on public policy at the AKA, said in a press release, and a quote here from the FDA, Kratom is abused for its ability to produce opioid-like effects. The FDA wrote in a notice on the comment period last month, Kratom is available in several different forms to include dried crushed leaves, powder, capsules, tablets, liquids, and gum slash resin. Haven't ran into any of that gum or resin. Interesting. Kratom is an increasingly popular drug of abuse and readily available on the recreational drug market in the United States. So, you know, it'd be good to make it worse and to make it more unsafe or to make it unsafe, period, would be to make it illegal because it works so well during alcohol prohibition. As it stands, Kratom is not scheduled under the Federal Controlled Substance Act or under international drug treaties to which the U.S. is a party. But some activists suspect that since the FDA has been unable so far to impose a ban on Kratom domestically, it may use the WHO convention as an opportunity to get prohibition enacted internationally, a move that the country would be compelled to comply with. Yeah, fuck that. FDA doesn't technically need to send the comments to the World Health Organization to the WHO Committee for Consideration, so the AK plans to take feedback it's received and circumvent the U.S. agency by providing it to the international body. Haddo told Marijuana Moment in a phone interview on Thursday that the group has heard from WHO representatives who've said the deadline for member nations to comment is September 24th. So the AK is still inviting people to use its online portal to weigh in regardless of the fact the FDA closed its extended comment period on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm going to get into that a little bit later. Nonsense. It appears AK didn't actually win a lawsuit. It seems like the AK was like, okay, fine, we'll leave it open. So they didn't actually have to go more than filing a filing the lawsuit is what I believe. Another quote from from Mac is clear that even though we got the extended comment period, there is no good faith here by the FDA, Haddo said. There's no question where the FDA is. We could have a million comments and it won't change them. They're going to continue to recommend that Kratom should be scheduled and banned not only here in the U.S. but globally. The House Appropriations Committee recently approved a report to spending legislation that says federal health agencies have contributed to the continued understanding of the health impacts of Kratom, including its constituents, Mitragynine and 7-Hydroxy, Mitragynine. The committee is aware of potential promising results of Kratom for acute and chronic pain patients who seek Safer alternatives to sometimes dangerous, addictive, and potentially deadly prescription opioids. And of the research investigating the use of Kratom's constituent compounds for opioid use disorder, it said. So that looks good, right? Promising. We got a link to that. That's about it for this article. Um, okay, so let's follow up with the AKA post. So what the AKA had to say about this August 13th a.k.a. win suit to extend comment period. But from what they're saying, it didn't really sound like they were they won anything. But let's get into it. A.k.a. submits over 50,000 comments to the FDA, wins to extend public comment period, deadline continues. 
August 9th, AKA submitted over 50,000 comments to the FDA, Kratom from Kratom supporters, posing international ban on Kratom. This unprecedented level of public outcry comes after the news broke that the FDA has asked the WHO to consider an international ban on Kratom. The AKA led the effort to collect tens of thousands of comments, even even with a artificially compressed schedule to only allow the public 17 days to prepare and submit comments. Early in the weekend, the AK filed a complaint in the U.S. District Court of Columbia against the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, HHS Secretary Becker, the U.S. FDA, and Acting FDA Commissioner Woodcock. The complaint sought to extend the deadline for the comment period to later date in August in order to give citizens a reasonable amount of time to comment. After negotiations with, with the FDA and the U.S. Attorney's Office and the exposing of a clear Kratom bias in the comment process, an extension of the deadline August 24th will start on August 16th. AK is still collecting comments via AmericanKratom.org and ProtectKratom.org. And then if you wanted to actually look at what this International Drug Scheduling Convention on Psychotropic Substances Single Convention on Narcotic Drugs, you can check it out. I got the link here. It's all these like weird synthetic like research chemicals, it looks like. And then they got Fendibut and Kratom. And Kratom. But we know what happened in Prohibition. They kept making the drink stronger and stronger so they had less to transport. And that's what's happening with fentanyl. That's what's happening with the drug war. You make shit illegal. People don't stop. They don't magically stop doing it. They just want to take less weight. They want to traffic less weight, higher money. So that's why people sell coke or heroin or fentanyl. It's because of the drug war. That we have people overdosing on fentanyl research chemicals, fentanyl analogs in fast food restaurant bathrooms. This next story I thought was quite interesting in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where apparently Kratom is Schedule 1. And from the research I did was passed in September 2014, Senate Bill 325 to ban designer drugs bath salts and synthetic cannabinoids and i guess it got lumped in there but i went and searched the bill for kratom metagenine 7-hydroxy speciosa and i didn't find anything in there so quite interesting but we got this story from august 17th racine man arrested after search warrant seizes multiple firearms and drugs racine wisconsin racine county sheriff's office arrests a 29 year old man after seizing heavy weapons and drugs during a search warrant in Racine. So August 12th, they, they served a search warrant responsible for multiple controlled substances of cocaine and marijuana products. According to officials, an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle, a handgun, several magazines loaded with ammunition, and several boxes of ammunition were located during the search. In the home, agents located 36.3 grams of kratom. That's close to no kratom. That's if somebody called me and I had 36.3 grams of Kratom and someone's like, hey man, you got any Kratom? No, I don't have any Kratom. Not even enough to sell. Officials say Kratom has opioid properties and stimulant-like effects. That's like that other article. 
I'll get back to that. But they didn't have to mention this. Two counts of delivery cocaine, one to five grams. Two counts of delivery THC while armed. Keeper of drug place. Keeper of a drug place for sale slash manufacture. Jeez. So I, I, I didn't see anything that's wrong there. I don't know what this guy did, but they didn't say he got him for any violent crimes. So far, it's guns and ammunition, which only tyrants think that should be illegal. It's in the state constitution. Like, we need that don't hit, don't steal. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Oh, unless they have certain chemical compounds, plants, or trying to defend themselves with something that's guaranteed in the U.S. Constitution. So I don't, I don't, I don't know this guy. I don't know what he did wrong, but they didn't charge him with the Kratom, so I guess that's good. That's what I've been thinking about. If someone says they want to ban Kratom in your area, go to them and make them say it. Ask them, what level of violence do you think is appropriate against peaceful plant consumers? And I'll say, what? Huh? Yeah, I want to know. What level of violence do you think is appropriate? Because places have made a schedule one where it's a felony. Where if you get caught with it, they will lock you up. Steal your money, steal your stuff, and put you most likely put you to work at forced hard labor. Slavery. For a plant. And then you ask me, Who's actually in the right and who's in the wrong here? So when I say what level of violence, what level of violence are you talking about? You say you want to ban? What level of violence are you talking about exactly? So you're saying that violence, extreme violence, extortion, up to deadly force. Kidnapping, caging, assault, destruction of homes, neighborhoods, livelihoods for generations over plants. And then if that person tries to resist, they'll use deadly force. I digress. And as promised, here's all the info for the Organa $100 gift card giveaway. To enter, simply go to OrganaKratom.com slash The Kratom Guy Show. It is The Kratom Guy Show. Submit your name, email for a chance to win a $100 gift card. And also, guys, don't forget about the exclusive deal that Organa has just for you guys, our awesome listeners, to save 10% off your purchase and also support the show when you use the referral link in the description or use the coupon code KratomGuy at checkout. Once again, the link to win the free $100 gift card from Organa, no strings attached, just go to OrganaKratom.com slash Show, and good luck. Uh, another story from Marijuana Moment. This was August 17th. Ann Arbor City Council declares Psychedelics Awareness Month for September. Very nice. I swear, somebody did this on the city council. They were like, you know what, man? I really like tripping in Ann Arbor in September. It's such a great time for it. Weather's perfect. Let's do it. Nearly one year after Ann Arbor, Michigan City Council voted to decriminalize a wide range of psychedelics. Lawmakers on Monday approved a resolution to officially designate September as Entheogenic Plants and Fungi Awareness Month. The measure sponsored by Councilmember Jeff Hayner and backed by Decriminalized Nature Ann Arbor passed in a unanimous vote on Monday evening. Text of the resolution states that certain psychedelics have been shown to have therapeutic value for mental health conditions such as PTSD, severe depression, and end-of-life anxiety. 
It also points out that the FDA has granted a breakthrough therapy designation for psilocybin in cases of major depressive disorder. Practices with entheogenic plants such fungi have been considered sacred to human cultures and human relationships with nature for thousands of years, the resolution says. So I think this is really great because every time they mention something like this, it goes in record. So it's just reiterating what we already know. And if the FDA has granted breakthrough therapy designation for psilocybin in cases of major depressive disorder, that's like half of the fucking world right now with the COVID lockdown. But still, it's federally scheduled one, no medical use. Highly addictive. Highly addictive. Try to give somebody mushrooms. Give somebody psilocybin the morning after they tripped all night. And you tell me it's highly addictive. Stupid. It further notes, after Ann Arbor elected to make enforcement of laws against psychedelics among the city's lowest priorities, a county prosecutor announced in January that his office will not be pursuing charges of... Charges over possessing marijuana marijuana and entheogenic substances like psilocybin and ayahuasca, regardless of the amount at issue. Good. Doesn't make all cops good, but it's a step in the right direction. An even better step in the right direction is if all law enforcement was going to say that we are no longer enforcing unjust and cruel laws. Because we didn't sign up to be unjust and cruel. So we are no longer going to be using violence against peaceful plant consumers. And you treat drugs as a mental health issue. And you don't need to show up there with fucking guns. In addition to proclaiming September to be Entheogenic Plant and Fungi Awareness Month in Ann Arbor, Michigan, the measure says the city council advocates increased awareness and understanding of the potential benefits of entheogens for mental health personal and spiritual growth, as well as honoring long-standing ancestral practices and relationships with these entheogens. (laughs) I just noticed, I love it, that uh, one of the city council members, Elizabeth Nelson, she's got a picture of Alf, an Alf headshot, an Alf headshot in in the background of her Zoom meeting. (laughs) If you were born later than the 80s, you may not know who Alf is. That's okay. Julie Barron, co-director of Decriminalized Nature Michigan and executive director of Decriminalized Nature Ann Arbor, told Marijuana Moment that the group is so pleased with the council's passage of the resolution, which, in quotes, shows their continued support of this local movement. Also, in quotes, September is gearing up to be a wonderful month here in Ann Arbor and throughout the whole state of Michigan, she said, Likely that decriminalized nature Grand Rapids will introduce their psychedelics decriminalization resolution to its city city commissioners in September, and the vote is looking very promising. The group said in a Facebook post that it's working with lawmakers to introduce a statewide psychedelics decriminalization bill in the state Senate next month. Hopefully they're going to do that for other places as well. Activist in another Michigan city, Hazel Park, will also be speaking before local lawmakers on this issue September 7th. wonder how that went. Psychedelic reform is also currently advancing in East Hampton, Massachusetts, and Arcata, California. And then if you didn't catch my last show, um, we're just going to finish this up. It talks about some of the other places. 
that are decriminalizing. But in the case of Massachusetts, Somerville and Cambridge, they deprioritize. So it's still love to follow up with the city council or the senator that helped push that through. It would be great to get a word with them. Other Massachusetts cities that have enacted the policy change are Northampton, Somerville, and Cambridge. And earlier this month, state lawmakers also heard testimony about a bill to create a task force charged with studying the implications of legalizing psychedelics like psilocybin and ayahuasca. In California, Oakland and Santa Cruz have already enacted psychedelics decriminalization. Voters in D.C. approved a ballot measure to decriminalize psychedelics in the nation's capital in November. For the most part, the burgeoning psychedelics movement has been limited to decriminalization, with the exception or... I think I supposed to say of, with the exception of Oregon, where voters elected to legalize psilocybin for therapeutic purposes during the last year's election. California activists are also pushing to place psilocybin legalization on the state's 2022 ballot as a lawmaker works to pass a separate bill to legalize possession of a wide range of psychedelics that has already passed the state, Senate, and two assembly committees. So there's still a little bit more of this article, but that's about it for this one. These next two stories are I'm very interested in, and I want to follow closely. So if anyone is listening, they have more information, please let me know about both stories that are actually coming out of Pennsylvania. So more good news from, uh, from Michigan. So this was from one of the stories that I'm definitely interested in, and this is coming from the lawyer's page itself. I first saw this on law360.com, and then I had to sign up. It was behind a login wall, and then apparently that sign-up is only good for so many days, but I did search the headline and was able to find on smbb.com, August 19th, which SMBB, I'm going to butcher this, it stands for Saltz, Mangeluzzi, and Ben Densky. These are the lawyers that are representing the family of Callan Sturges. From my understanding, um, this tragic death, this young man was on his way to work, got into a car accident, had a heart attack, flipped his car, died, and was found to have kratom in, in his system and the medical examiner. Now, don't quote me on this because this is how I understand it. We're going to get more into this article. That the medical examiner found kratom in the system and then decided that that was the cause of death. So what this article is, PA judge clears kratom death case for trial. So it looks like this might be going to trial. Pennsylvania state judge has cleared the way for jurors to consider claims against an online herbal su- supplement seller over the death of a Philadelphia area man from a heart attack linked to an apparent kratom overdose. Me, I don't get how that would happen. There's no casual link between heart attack and kratom and a, a quote kratom overdose. There hasn't been one death attributed to it in the origin countries where they actually take Kratom daily. And judging from that Colorado New England Journal of Medicine report they did a few years ago, all the deaths in that report that they thought were Kratom only were once they did a more in-depth post-mortem blood test, they found other drugs in the system for every single one of them besides one where they didn't have residual blood to test. So right there, it shows that all medical examiners, all coroners, all 
postmortem drug tests are not the same. All postmortem blood tests are not the same. These people, some with no or very little medical training, are finding kratom in the system and saying that that's the cause of death. Acute mitrogen toxicity. Some of them are listing on death when they don't even know what the hell kratom is. And Mac even told me a story about a medical examiner that was getting pressured by the FDA to change the autopsy report because that medical examiner didn't feel that kratom was the cause of death. That that person just happened to have it in their system. Let's get on with the article. Judge Edward Wright in the Philadelphia County Court of Common Pleas on Thursday rejected arguments from SoCal Herbal Remedies, LLC, that Caleb Sturges was a knowledgeable user of the controversial supplement whose social media posts showed that he would not have heeded warnings about potential side effects. See, the thing with all these cases is that you're saying... The person that these family members, to me, that these family members are saying that this person that they loved and adored, who died tragically, whether it be this accident or something different, was too stupid to know what they were taking unless it said it on the packaging. Well, they said it was sold in stores, so it must be good. What? Fucking alcohol is sold in stores. Artificial preservatives, flavorings, sweeteners... Food colorings. These things are terrible for you and they're all sold in stores with nice labeling, nice packaging. It's fucking semantics. And I really hope that SoCal, I don't know the people at SoCal, but I really hope that they win this. Judge Wright did not issue an opinion outlining his rationale for denying SoCal's summary judgment motion. Sturge's family filed suit in March 2019, a little less than a year after the 25-year-old died as he drove to work from his home in Chester County. And from my understanding, Caleb was around in the Kratom groups in Facebook, and he knew exactly what he was doing. I don't know him. I didn't see the post at the time, but I did see screenshots later. that He was talking about taking some other stuff, too, with Kratom, and that he would constantly take breaks because he was worried about tolerance. Authorities initially believed Sturgis died as a result of a heart attack, but subsequent medical testing revealed that his body contained high levels of the active ingredient in Kratom. Aha! Must be a heart attack due to that stuff. It should have said the <laughs> they didn't know what it was, but were very weary of it because the FDA doesn't like it. According to Sturgis' family, the man has been using Kratom on a regular basis for several years prior to his death. And then all of a sudden this day, it just fucking killed him. I mean, tragic death and 25 years old is heartbreaking, especially since having my son. But come on. Kratom is a plant native to parts of Southeast Asia, while marketing as an all-natural treatment for pain, depression, and anxiety as a possible tool to combat addiction. The U.S. FDA has raised alarms in recent years that the supplement has been linked to dozens of fatalities. The FDA has likened Kratom to an opioid, saying in 2018 statement that the compounds in the plant carry the possibility of addiction and abuse. So instead, take fucking Suboxone with the guarantee of addiction and abuse. And the possibility of rotting at your teeth with the artificial sweeteners that have been linked to cancer. SoCal filed a motion for summary judgment in May, arguing that Sturges wouldn't have heeded any warnings even if the company had included them on its product. It is really stupid for a company to be selling something that they know the FDA hates and at least put it on the label that this is not approved by the FDA. Don't take it. It pointed specifically to posters made in Kratom Group in a Kratom Group on Facebook stating that the DEA 
In quotes, the DEA should just stop trying to control what goes in our bodies. Let everybody make their own mistakes. Additionally, the company noted another Sturgis post in which he said he took regular two-week breaks from using Kratom in effort to ensure that he wasn't addicted. This is in quotes, Cal Sturgis had knowledge prior to his death of possibility of addiction. So Cal said in its summary judgment motion, a failure to warn cannot stand when the alleged danger is already known by the consumer. But Sturgis' family shot back that Sturgis had been misinformed about the purported dangers of Kratom as a result of SoCal's failure to provide any warnings. This is all hearsay. Caleb's not here anymore. So how do you fucking know what he would have known, what he would have done, not done? Family's on some bullshit, in my opinion. Caleb's misunderstanding regarding the safety of Kratom was fueled by the lack of information, by the lack of warnings uh, or safety information provided by SoCal, the family argued in a brief. The family pointed to testimony from SoCal's two co-owners that the company was aware of the FDA's concerns regarding Kratom, but that they had continued to sell the product anyway. That's every owner. That's every person that's selling Kratom. And without adding any warnings, aside from the suggested dosage size that appeared on its packaging for a period of a month back in 2017. So I guess they found the old packaging? I don't know. Robert Mungaluzzi, an attorney with Saltz, Mungaluzzi, and Bedinsky, PC, said he looked forward to bringing the case to trial. This is going to be hairy. Then got a quote. I mean, it's on their site, so he got a big block quote. On behalf of Caleb's family, we're pleased that the court denied summary judgment on the product liability issues as well as punitive damages, making it clear that SoCal will have to answer to a jury as to why it sold Gratum a dangerous herbal product with absolutely no warning or safety information whatsoever. Two, Caleb Sturges, a product that led to his death. Tony Cherry, an attorney with Sherlaw Group LLP, representing SoCal, said he believed the company would ultimately beat the claims in front of a jury. While we are disappointed in not receiving summary judgment, SoCal remains optimistic that it will prevail at trial. He said in a statement to Law 360, a firm trial date has not been set. So if anybody hears about this before I do, let me know about when it's going to happen because I'd love to cover it. So the reason I believe the reason why companies like SoCal do not put any information on their packaging, they would love to, but due to the FDA import alert, in my opinion, completely illegal and abusive power import alert 5414 and 5415, they try to do a de facto ban to say that it's an unapproved food or drug. So therefore, if companies are importing it as not for human consumption, the only way you can actually get it into the country is not for human consumption, and then selling it for something different, then they can get in trouble and get everything seized under import laws. So they have to import it not for human consumption and sell it not for human consumption. So this whole lawsuit is saying, well, they knew... They knew that the FDA didn't like it, and they sold it with no labels on it, and that's the issue. That's almost every Kratom country in America. This is going to be dangerous. And these next two stories are linked together in Pittsburgh, which actually, I'll get into it, but a U.S. district court in Pittsburgh went after a Kratom company in North Carolina and seized, I believe, $10 million dollars. So August 11th, feds in Pittsburgh moved to forfeit millions from companies selling unapproved drugs. And then the follow-up quickly after August 30th, 
North Carolina business owner pleads guilty to selling Freedom, Nootropics, other misbranded products in Pittsburgh elsewhere. So that happened real quick. Both these articles are from Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. The U.S. Attorney's Office has moved to forfeit more than $10 million seized in November from the bank accounts of companies that sold unapproved selective Andron receptor modulators and Kratom. I'm going to call those ARMs. I don't have to say that again. In a civil forfeit action filed in U.S. District Court in Pittsburgh, prosecutors targeted companies across the county, proven peptides, SARM-6, Cosine Kratom, Kratom Crazy, Best Kratom, Absorb Health, and Peak Nootropics. S-A-R-M-S-X sold selective andron receptor modulators, or S-A-R-Ms. Uh, I didn't include the S, so S-A-R-Ms. Customers nation, nationwide, including West Pennsylvania. It's like they, they they probably bought it in West Pennsylvania so they could bring this forward. And this is like another thing. There's there's no victim in here besides the people bringing the charges. The crime that they eventually charged them for was defrauding the federal government. What? Which I'm pretty sure is illegal. SARMs are synthetic chemicals that mimic the effect of testosterone and other steroids and are used to build muscle mass. The FDA has linked them to liver toxicity and potential risk for heart attack and stroke. I don't know anything about that. But what I didn't realize is all these companies seem to be owned by the same person. Cosine Kratom, Kratom Crazy, and Best Kratom sold Kratom, a plant native to Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, and Papua New Guinea that consumers use to treat pain, anxiety, depression, and opioid addiction. But the FDA has not approved the FDA has issued numerous warnings about the serious risk of using Kratom. 2019, agency warned about contamination products, salmonella, heavy metals. Despite our warning, companies continue to sell this dangerous product and make deceptive medical claims that are not backed by science or any reliable scientific evidence, acting FDA Commissioner Ned Sharpless said at the time. So it said the two other companies named the complaint, Absorb Health and Peak Nootropics, sold products styled as nootropics, which were purported to enhance brain function and memory and reduce anxiety, the U.S. Attorney's Office said. Basically, it said it was, they sold it, but it wasn't approved by the FDA. The U.S. Attorney's Office said that between 2016 and 2020, credit card companies, so this is, it seems like this is where they get her. This is where they get him and his companies. Guy should have pulled out all of his money regularly and put it in bitcoin the u.s attorney's office said that the said that between 2016 and 2020 credit card companies used by the sellers had policies against allowing their services to be used for the sale of sarms kratom and some nootropics but the sellers of the unapproved substances wanted to accept credit cards so to circumvent the controls they made transactions for their products appear to be for authorized goods and services prosecutors said and this all goes back to 2013 Obama era Operation Choke Point, where they pressured credit card companies to stop, stop accepting credit cards for anything that's fun or freedom related. If those credit card companies had known the true nature of the transactions, they would have not allowed their, their products, services, and property to be used in connection with them, the forfeit filing said. Funds held by the companies of various banks were seized on November 5th, 2020, following an investigation by the FDA Office of Criminal Investigations. The most money seized from any one account 
was 5.8 million held by Coastline Kratom, a North Carolina company of Wells Fargo Bank. A forfeit action request an order turning all of the seized money over to the U.S. I wonder if they're going to give him any of his money back because he took the plea. But what what are you supposed to do if you're the business owner? Fight them on the charges that they brought against you as the prosecutor and the victim in their court? They make it so you have to take the plea. So let's repeat the headline for you. North Carolina business owner pleads guilty to selling Kratom, nootropics, and other misbranded products in Pittsburgh and elsewhere. The North Carolina owner of several companies that prosecutors sold misbranded drugs online to customers in western Pennsylvania and across the country has pleaded guilty in Pittsburgh to conspiracy to defraud the FDA. So the FDA, the poor FDA is the victim. Made my wife say reeks of communism. Whatever. Communism, fascism. Joshua Fulton, 41, of Bolivia, North Carolina, waived indictment and entered the plea on Monday before the U.S. District Judge Christy Wagand. Fulton's various companies had been the subject of a $10 million. I mean, this guy's doing business. This guy's doing big business. Gotta give it to him. I don't know anything about him, so, you know, I don't know anything about his character, but I know about the FDA character. People say, oh, it's FDA approved. That doesn't mean shit to me. FDA approved means that there is some type of business deal that happened. Fulton's various companies have been subject of a $10 million civil forfeiture brought earlier this month by the U.S. Attorney's Office stemming from a seizure of his bank accounts in November. And that filing, the government had targeted proven peptides, SARMSX, Coastline Kratom, Kratom Crazy, Best Kratom, Absorb Health, Peak, Peak Nootropics. Didn't really need to repeat that because I just said it in the other article. In the criminal action, the U.S. Attorney's Office said Fulton sold SARMs along with Kratom and nootropics purportedly for research chemical purposes and other uses unapproved by the FDA and knew that his customers were using the substances as drugs. Fulton made claims that his products would build muscle, reduce anxiety, and relieve pain among other health benefits, although no evidence supports these claims. Really? I don't know about the SARMs, but I do know about Kratom. Helps relieve mine and many other people's anxiety and pain. In an effort to evade, the FDA prosecutor said Fulton also included disclaimers on his website that his products were not for human consumption, but were intended as research chemicals, in quotes. But he knew that they were being consumed by his customers. What's the evidence of this? Again, this is something that means that you are just too stupid to know what's good for your, to know what you want to do with your body. Who cares? Who cares if somebody wants to take research chemicals? So it's saying that his customers knew that it said on the website that it wasn't supposed to be taken. And then they bought it and they wanted to take it. And it's the guy that sold it's fault. Fucking stretching and semantics to say the least. In addition, Fulton maintained a facility where his products were made and packaged, but he didn't register with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services as required. He also did not submit new drug applications for any of his products. Yeah, they'll say, oh, you're supposed to submit it for every single one of your products, so here's a X amount, here's a fine for each one, and then each one will come with jail time. So, of course, he's got a plea. Kratom is a plant. Yeah, 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 we know that. Southeast Asia, used by customers to treat pain, anxiety, depression. 
opioid addiction by the FDA, so it's not approved. They talk about deceptive medical claims, and then how they seized the money from his bank accounts in November 2020. Fulton had previously complained to the media about attempts to limit the sale of Kratom in 2016 when North Carolina lawmakers were considering legislation that would classify Kratom as a controlled substance. He said it would cost jobs and force him to move to South Carolina. He said he became he first became aware of Kratom the year before. In quotes, I had the impression that a lot of people had great results from it, especially people who were trying to withdraw from heroin. He told Daily Journal newspaper in Richmond County. He told the paper he began selling Kratom through one of his companies, Coastline Kratom, in Southport, North Carolina, in September 2015, and was filing at least filling at least 50 orders a day through the company's website. Judge Wiegen set sentencing for January 6th. Keep my eye on that. Yeah, I'd like to see the connection between that court, the judge, and the FDA, if any. I mean, very easy connection that they all work for the same corporation known as the U.S. federal government. But what a reach. Nobody actually complained. It's what it seems like. Maybe the credit card companies. It's another reason why mass adoption of crypto would be a lot better. It seems like that's how they got him, was with the credit card company. So, not so good news coming out of uh, Pittsburgh and North Carolina. This last story, we have another one from Marijuana Moment. Oregon governor plans to veto bill to regulate Kratom sales that advocates say would protect consumers. So, the KCPA. And if those of you that are not familiar with Kratom, the KCPA is a bill that the American Kratom Association um, basically lobbies for in different states and it's passed in a bunch of states um, or was set to pass in a few and then pandemic hit but it basically regulates Kratom as far as bills go it's it's not the worst there's speculation on where it might be headed completely but it regulates it for adults. The article is going to get into it and it regulates it for adults uh, 21 and up and only adulterated Kratom only unadulterated kratom for sale. And apparently the Department of Agriculture in the other states like Utah, uh, Georgia, and a few others that have uh, legalized kratom or has put in place regulation, because I guess it's already legalized. Let's get into the story. The governor of Oregon has announced her intent to veto a bill that's meant to create a regulatory framework for the sale and use of Kratom for adults. The Oregon Kratom Consumer Protection Act is bipartisan legislation that would make it so only people 21 and older could purchase the plant-based substance. Some use for stimulating effects and others have found it useful in treating opioid withdrawals. Vendors would also have to register with this Department of Agriculture to sell Kratom. And that's what it, the agency would be responsible for developing regulations on testing standards and labeling requirements. The bill would further prohibit the sale of contaminated or adulterated. The bill would further prohibit the sale of contaminated or adulterated Kratom products. While the House and Senate approved the legislation in June, Governor Kate Brown said on Sunday that she plans to veto it in a large part because she feels the Federal Food and Drug Administration is better suited to regulate the products. And herbal tea, for some reason, their Department of Agriculture can't figure that out. And what I would like to know, is she completely blind to 
FDA's current stance on it? Is she doing the bidding for the FDA, as you will? So I'm going to get into, they do have a link of where the uh, the governor's actual statement, but further on down the article, basically what the article says, uh, in quotes, given there is currently no FDA-approved use for this product and there continues to be concern about the impacts of its use, I would entertain further legislation to limit youth access without the state agency regulatory function in this bill, the governor said. To me, it's really stupid and proves that the FDA has way too much power. What is it? The number is like 70 or 80% that they're getting their funding from the industry that they're supposed to be regulating, the pharmaceutical industry, is paying 70% of their budget and they're supposed to be nonpartisan, revolving door regulators. Oh, so here we go. They, they, they're, they're basically talking about how um, there's been a rise in adulterated products, which I haven't really seen anything recently. But who knows? I mean, anybody could really be putting anything into it. And that's one of the, uh, the beauties of America. So in quotes here, Kratom has been consumed safely for centuries in Southeast Asia, Asia, and Americans use it in the same way that coffee is used for increased focus and energy boost. Many is Kratom for pain management without the opioid side effects. Rep. Bill Post, Republican sponsor of the bill, wrote in a op-ed published in June. The problem in Oregon is that adulterated products are being sold. I think the big problem is that they're being sold not in the health food stores. I mean, maybe some are. I don't know what's going on in Oregon. But the head shops that are selling it right next to synthetic cannabinoids and research chemicals. So I think that is doing a big disservice. Kratom in its pure form is a natural product, he said. Adulterated Kratom is a potentially dangerous product. And here we go. Pete Candlin, executive director of AKA, said in a written testimony on the bill in February that four states, Utah, Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada, have enacted similar legislation with positive results. And what a lot of people think, because I did have Mac on, and what a lot of people think is that the KCPA puts in good manufacturing practices. Now, technically, it's uh, through that import alert 5414, the FDA import alert, they declared themselves unilaterally and that it's unapproved food or drug. So you can't even have GMP because it's not generally recognized as safe in their eyes. So it's uh, GMP comparable. So pretty much the same standards. And a lot of people think that the KCPA makes it so a place has to have GMP standards, which is incorrect. It can still be sold in food safe standards, even in these places where they have the KCPA. It's until they want to manufacture a dietary supplement out of the raw ingredient. So you can still sell the raw ingredient. In most states, you can still make it into a cosmetic product, a topical. But that's where it's really opening is these states that you can, that the KCPA is there and they choose to do GMP. That's how I feel. I feel it should be a great option. Companies shouldn't be adulterating. Nobody should be adulterating it and selling it and saying, oh, this is just Kratom and it's actually something else in it. But it's when companies choose to formulate it into a dietary supplement is when GMP would come into play. So the places that are like pressing their own pills in their basement 
Like, that's not cool. But the comparison I made to Mac was, so, you know, you have the local tea shop. They they sell tea in their, their restaurant. And then they also have online part of their, their business. They're ordering tea from China and they're they're selling it. I'm like, so that doesn't, I'm like, that's being run in a kitchen. You know, that doesn't need GMP. I'm like, same thing. You know, somebody could be ordering it from Indonesia and just reselling it. And that's all they're doing. And he, he basically, he just said that, you know, that it would have to be proven as safe. So I believe that's, that's operating at food safe standards and then getting the products tested and walking down the supply chain. He said that the number of adulterated products spiked with dangerous drugs like heroin, fentanyl, and morphine in those states have significantly decreased in those states. So I would like to see the stats on that and how they came to that conclusion if they have numbers of adulterated products before and after and how they collected that data. be interesting to take a look at. Meanwhile, six states, Vermont, Alabama, Indiana, Wisconsin, Arkansas, and Rhode Island have banned Kratom altogether. Like I mentioned on Twitter, somebody says they want to ban Kratom or another plant. Ask them. And I said, make them tell you, you know, Twitter's small, so many characters. And I said, make them tell you. So, you know, friendly, nice. Be stern, stern yet friendly. Make them tell you what type of violence they would like to be done to peaceful plant consumers. Because ultimately, that's what we're talking about. And the answer, very quickly, is deadly force. They say banned? What you're saying is you can't possess it. And if the police choose, they can come ruin your life, do a home invasion, all because you have a few bags of this stuff, of this plant material, could come kidnap you, extort you, ransom you, ruin your life, family members, households, neighborhoods, generations. And if one of these individuals tries to protect their life, liberty, property, and say, no, you're not taking me with you. The people who write these bills and the police that enforce the laws have given themselves the liberty to use deadly force. So we should start calling it what it is and make these people confront what exactly they want. And I really can't believe Vermont and Rhode Island, they did it so fast. These, for the most part, are the states that acted the, the quickest when the FDA was like, oh, we got to ban it. It's going to get banned. They're like, they, they got ahead of it. So a little bit more to the, this article. I got a couple more spots that are that I highlighted. And now about wrap it up. Kayla said the, the number is actually a testament to the non-controversial nature of the plant as prohibition is only in effect in six states despite a full-throated disinformation campaign on Kratom by the FDA with outrageously untrue claims about Kratom being the cause of hundreds of deaths. After failing to get Kratom prohibited domestically, FDA recently opened a public comment period that meant to inform the U.S. position on how the substance should be scheduled under international statute, which is just so tyrannical to me. International? I mean... But I already got into that story. They collected signatures so i don't know what the hell is going to happen with that and some stuff from the fda in the article that kratom is abused for its ability to produce opioid-like effects you know 
it's so misleading. I know I talk about this all the time, but if you're new, you know, it's so misleading to just call it an opioid because you're not talking about a full agonist or partial agonist or a, um, a full agonist that is biased, only operating on certain G proteins or a uh, full agonist that is non-biased, like something that is opioid-based, morphine-derived from opium. So Kratom, being a biased partial agonist, it doesn't operate, and this is scientists and doctors that I'm repeating this from. I'll see if I can find the link. Um, Andrew Krugel. And that essentially it's not triggering those specific G proteins that you would see all the harmful deadly side effects that you would through a morphine-derived drug or substance, like respiratory depression. (laughs) You might hear Eli in the background. He's playing. My mom's watching him. Responses to the notice will help inform the federal government's stance on Kratom scheduling in advance of an October meeting with the WHO. So we already got into all this. Um, Last week, the U.S. House of Representatives approved a report to to spending legislation that says federal health agencies have, in quotes, contributed to the continued understanding of health impacts of Kratom, including its constituent compounds, mitragene and 7-hydroxy mitragene. It also directed the Health and Human Services Secretary to continue to refrain from recommending Kratom be controlled in Schedule 1. Controlled. Violent control. But the politicians don't have to enforce. You know, they, to me, have indoctrinated police that, I believe, for the most part, at one point wanted to do good for their community and try to rule by a nation of laws that they enforce under certain premises. You know, there's crimes that should be stopped. Rapes, murders theft, stuff like that, where there's a where there's a victim, where someone has been trespassed upon. But plants? No, we can't be a nation of laws if we've removed morality from the equation. The don't hit, don't steal, treat others the way you want to be treated needs to be applied by all. And the honestly, the police should refuse to enforce these things. And it finishes up. Last year, the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, AHRQ, asked the public to help identify research that specifically looks at the risk and benefits of cannabinoids and kratom. Last year, CDC separately received more than 1,000 comments concerning kratom as part of another public solicitation. So, quite interesting. I guess like all the other states, kratom will remain in limbo in Oregon. That about does it for Kratom news and current events. I'll be right back to wrap up the show. That about does it for this week's show. Thank you so much for joining us for uh, another episode of Kratom Guy Show. If you made it this far, I fucking love you. Thank you so much for listening to the whole thing. You know, your guys, even the listens, um, really do a lot to boost the numbers. But if you would be so kind to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're you're listening this to and share it with a friend, that helps so much. But sincerely, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I want to thank Organa for being the show's sponsor. Big thanks and big shout out to Organa and especially everyone who was purchasing from Mass Herbal. 
I'm not going to leave you hanging. If you are looking for excellent Kratom still, just give me a call. Or if you don't want any Kratom, you just want to talk Kratom, give me a call or send me a text, 617-917-5242, 617-917-5242. Don't forget about the organic giveaway, a $100 gift card. So no strings attached. Just go and leave your email, $100. To enter, simply go to organacratum.com slash the Kratom Guy Show. It is the Kratom Guy Show. And if you're looking for some excellent Kratom from Organa, uh, use the affiliate link in the description or upon checkout, use the coupon code Kratom Guy, all one word. So something I wanted to ask you guys uh, before I leave for today is who's watching Dope Sick on Hulu? Helen and I are watching it, and wow, it's just so crazy that all of that is true. So I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I'm not going to get into it because we just did a whole long show. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, so connect with me on Twitter and let me know what you think. I, of course, think it's crazy, and FDA is run by big pharma criminals. So you can also connect with us on YouTube, Creative Guys Show, And we've got so much planned coming up for the show. Until next time, folks. Together, we'll keep Kratom legal, safe, and available for all. Peace.